I got on the bicycle and all hell broke loose. It's time for your weekly nerdgasm overload. Dissecting the husk of the video game industry. This is a Doom Shelter podcast, episode seven. Uh, what? And broadcasting live from deep underneath the city of Tacoma, Washington, in the new shelter bunker. Good evening to you all. I am Matt Fugitive. And from the depths of his not-so-secret or subterranean lair on the outskirts of Federalis Way, the link-dropping chatmaster himself, it's Freebird. Nailed it! Yeah. And... Fade to Black isn't here! It's just us. I a bow. No, you can't boo a man on his birthday. I'm not booing a man on his birthday. I'm booing the fact that he's not here. Well, but it's excusable. I object your boo. I object your boo, and I see you. Get off the stage, you drunk bastard! With your boo. Anyways, so, yeah, I'm going to start with myself before I ask you. That's why I was like, uh, what in my intro? Not because I didn't actually type one up. Okay. But (laughs) because something interesting happened today, something that hasn't happened in 15 years. All right. So (laughs) I got, all right. So earlier in the week, um, about, about a week ago or so, the household uh, got together and we all pitched in because um, my roommate, Megan, one of her friends, OK, has a daughter named Lexi and Lexi is a three year old, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay. And cute little girl. She's awesome. Her and my daughter, her and my daughters get along great. And she comes over and hangs out her and Jenny. They're really cool people. So Jenny had gotten. Lexi a bike, but Lexi or Jenny's going through some personal stuff and the bike was lost. It wasn't anything Jenny did. It was something else completely. I don't want to bring it up because that's not my business to bring it up here. So now Lexi was in need in, in need of a bike. Her birthday is on Sunday. So the household, we got together and we pulled together some money and we got Lexi a new bike from all of us at the house. Right. I oh. think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the bike is too big for Lexi. Oh, no. (laughs) So Megan told me this, and I was sitting there, and I'm wondering, okay, I have a window of opportunity that I'm probably not going to get for a while. This is going to hurt me financially, but I told Megan, I'll buy the bike. And I gave it to my oldest daughter, Annabelle, who can ride a bike without training wheels. 
She just got on the damn thing and started taking off like a bat out of hell. Awesome. Yeah, we're working on that with Amelia. I know, right? That's that's pretty <laughs> cool. Good luck. I didn't even know Annabelle could ride a bike. You know? She yeah. apparently rides bikes at her mom's house. And I don't have a bike for her to ride. She has a scooter here. Well, you know, metals, pedal scooter, push scooter. So when she got on the bike and started riding, I was like, oh, my God, mind blown. I just saw myself sitting there and I was like, you know what we got to do once we can get an air pump and all that stuff? We got uh, Brad has a bike downstairs in the basement that uh, needed air. And Megan went out and bought a bike pump to, to fill up Annabelle's tires with air last night. So I was like, well, we're going to have to go and maybe ride bikes together one day. Not thinking much about it. So I went to work, did my thing, came home. Annabelle was riding the bike. I saw that the bike that Brad was going to let me borrow sitting outside. He had gotten the tires filled with air. And I was like, all right, cool. Nice. So I got on the bicycle and all hell broke loose. (laughs) I haven't ridden a bicycle in 15 freaking years. Okay. So I'm wobbling all over the place. Every muscle in my body is aching. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I don't remember this being so damn hard. (laughs) I haven't ridden a bike in so long either. I hope it's all the same. Oh, my God. It was horrible. I finally got my balance somewhat under control. And I did a lot better riding in the street than I did on the sidewalk. Our sidewalks here in front of our house are really narrow. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of hanging branches and I was up high and I was more worried that I was going to hit the branch. I think one of the most difficult maneuvers I pulled was I turned off the street onto the sidewalk and almost ran back into the street off the curb. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. But I got done and I was sweating and I was breathing really hard <laughs> and every muscle in my body was like, and I was like, this can't be. I used to love riding, but I never had any of this problem. I used to ride bicycles in the hottest weather in New York, sweaty, peel off the furniture summer. Yeah, but this is you haven't done it in so long. I Those know. muscles are kind of catching tired. Up. And, yeah. and yeah, besides, I, I can kind of understand the whole not wanting to run into tree branches and shit, because <laughs> uh, as you get older, you're more breakable. Yeah, not totally. not saying you're you're old and frail, but and I don't have a bike helmet. Anymore. I don't have a bike helmet yet. I need to go pick myself up one. You really should. I need to go get a bike. I helmet. mean, Annabelle has a bike goofy, helmet. Thank God. As but... goofy as helmets look, there is a reason you wear them. Totally. And now I mean, that it's I'm like a old, hard hat. Yeah. Now that I'm an old man. Now that I'm an old man, I'm totally going to. Oh, it, it doesn't it. matter on that one. I don't care who you are. I should have been wear. <laughs> I should have been wearing that when I was skateboarding all over the place too. Oh, by the way, uh, John, I don't know if you have the chat up, but I'm draw. Uh, well, if you refresh the page, yeah, I did. Okay, you should see everything. Refresh it again just to make sure you should see everything there. Now that I loaded during pre-show. Yeah, I noticed that uh, your your show intro still says episode six, and your intro is about the running of the T Rex, but. Oh, I changed that. that. If you refresh it, it's changed. I I just did. Let me do it one more time. It still says, well, July 19th. Do, 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 Noob Shelter Podcast episode six. We had the running of the T-Rex. I deleted that. At at the top, it says episode seven. No, it hasn't refreshed on my end then. Try it now. Okay. (laughs) I'm Uh trying to prove you wrong. There we go. 
Nice try. Ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna blame. That's the... why that's why my intro was like going into the theme song. I was like, oh crap, I forgot to change that too. I'm not gonna catch myself again. And I totally planned the oh uh, what like when I was upstairs because my body was still aching from riding the bike. <laughs> that was planned intro. So. <laughs> The the rest of it was all up to date as far as I could see, but yeah, (laughs) we got it. We're good. We're good. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. Exactly. Well, to my to our listeners and people who are are downloading us or listening to us live, the the issue essentially was I had everything set up beautifully on my Surface tablet here. Okay, all the sound files, everything was loaded. I taken it off the charger earlier in the week because I was working from home and that's another story in itself. And I'll get to that another day, but I was working from home and I was using my tablet upstairs to do work. I know for a fact that I had saved this air list, uh, cart wall files somewhere on my computer, but now I can't find the damn things. And I spent from 8.30 to like 8.45 running every kind of search that I could think of to look for those files. And I can't find them. So after the show, I'm going to reload everything, which is my desktop search engine. I'm going to set it to every freaking folder in my computer. And I'm going to run search on both the broadcast computer and on my Surface tablet. I will find those damn files. What happens if you try and say save a new one and just copy that file location and go back to it. I can do that, but I, I that means I'll have to sit here for an hour rebuilding the whole board. No, but your previously saved files in theory should go to the same saved fi- folder, wouldn't you think? It doesn't. Least, I don't know. Oh, it changed the save folder for some reason. Damn, I don't know why. okay. That, that was the only other thing I could think of trying, at least. Oh, and just so if everybody knows, Limbo is now available for free on Epic's store. Limbo. Yeah. Anyways. Play some Calypso music after that. (laughs) (laughs) So, John, what's going on with you, man? I'm still borrowing a car. I had to completely scrap and retire the Nissan. Yeah, I kind of figured Uh, out. Once you you throw a piece of the engine through the other front of the engine, there's really no coming back. (laughs) What? What? You can't use JB Weld on that shit? Uh Oh. God, uh, and then that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it's a sore subject because we kind of got switched by the tow guy, but yeah, uh, it happens. He happened to grab a bad situation and take a little bit of advantage from it. We didn't. We got two fifty for the car, but we couldn't keep the tires. Ouch. Yeah, I mean they were going to give us seventy five initially for the car. And he said he would take the tires off the thing. Yeah. And then they decided to do otherwise. And when he got there, he's like, well, I can do 250 cash for the car with the tires. That is um, kind of lame. Yeah. My dad's also trying to sell that house. And the neighbors really didn't care for a car that had a window that wouldn't roll up. So I had to tape it up and just sitting there and who knows how long they were getting ready to basically have it impounded. So oh, geez. Impa- impound fees are more than the 250 we got. Yeah. 
I'm looking at it this way. He basically he took the car for us and gave us two fifty for the brand new tires. That's a plus. That's, that's that's how I'm trying to spin it so I'm not angry about the situation at least. Uh, that's how I would spin it too, honestly. I mean, that's a good way to spin it. Got to keep keep that positive thinking there, chief. Yep. So, yep. So I just noticed something. There was a dead fly in my keyboard. Oh shit. <laughs> I have an L- I have a a, a Razer L- uh uh RGB keyboard. Yeah. And underneath the down key there oh, was got... a there was a fly that was dead in in there. It just kind of got... crawled in there and died. When I actually set up a desk, I have the uh, Corsair, um, oh, what the hell is it called? The Strafe with the uh, Cherry MX Silence. Mm. They're super nice and quiet. So I was going to mention that I took your advice and I watched that uh, Hot Ones with Babish. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, it is. It was pretty funny. I didn't know that Hot Ones also did something with Gordon Ramsay. Yep. Season 8, Episode 1. So I checked that out, too, and that was just flipping hilarious. They've had a bunch of chefs on there. Um, God, what's his name? The the big guy that likes to yell a lot with all the tattoos. He likes sandwiches. Um, Is that John Favreau? Uh, no. Oh. Well, I think... I can't remember if they had him on there. Are you no, talking about Guy uh, Fieri? No. No, hell no. Um, Fat guy. He's an internet chef. I oh, just cannot remember his name. Didn't Babish do something with him? Yeah, I think so. Burger show? Or he's like a line cook or some shit? Let's see. I can quickly find it since I know where it's at, and I will get back to you here in just a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, But yeah, so I checked that out, and that was cool. And then I, you know, watched ba- Babish did, uh, Babish did a, um, <laughs> he did a, what was it? What am I going to say here? He did a, a, a show for, um, General Tao's Chicken. Nice. I was really, really, really happy with that. So. <laughs> see, they've uh, had Weird Al here. on there. Weird Al was on there. Adam Carolla was on there. They've had Tenacious ah, fuck, D. Fuck Adam Carolla. Jeff Goldblum was kind of funny. Jeff Goldblum was on there too. Yep, they had Rhett and Link at one point. Wow. Oh yeah, it. I know. I know Rhett and uh, Rhett was on there. I don't. I didn't know about Link. So. Yep. Anyways, let's get into the top five gaming stories. Yeah, top five. Even though we only have four today. Oh. Yeah. Top five. Yeah. Top five. Yeah. We're just gonna you skip know, number five what? and go right to four. You know what? What? The The Hitchhiker's Guide was a five book trilogy. You didn't know that? No, I did. That's what I was saying. We're, we just got a, a top five of four. Oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. See? I, Making sense of the nonsensical. I got gotcha. you. Okay. On with the I list. Gotcha. Let's do it. Let's go to number four. <laughs> number four. So GameStop was in the news recently. As you heard, they tried selling themselves. Didn't work. Nobody wants to buy them. Things are going down. Their stock is plummeting. So, what is GameStop to do? Well, (laughs) the article that I read earlier mentioned that GameStop is trying to rebrand itself. They want to create a new store concept where you can come in, sit down, lounge around, and and test games and chit-chat. They want to make like a, like a, like a, a gamer geek's haven, 
in a sense. Kind of sounds like Wizards was back in the back late in the 90s. Day. Yeah. Um, or like, if you would, Games Workshop or a vape store, uh, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. I, when I heard about that, the first thing that came to my mind, honestly, was vape store. You I walk in, you walk in, there's a bunch of vapors with the with with the man buns and and the soul patches and the tattoos and they're and then you buff, walk out immediately. They're buff and they're sitting down and there's like fog all over the place. You know? Well, not all of them are bad. Some of them are pretty good. Um I've been to a couple here in the area and they're all right, but I'm not gonna go hang out in a vape store. <laughs> that 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 hangout lounge area is mostly for the owner's friends, so they can go in and vape and feel cool. Right. They have a place to get away from their women. It's like a <laughs> men's club that's open to the public. <laughs> anyway, so GameStop Look, wants to so GameStop wants to create this new <laughs> open environment where they have couches and you can sit down and play games. Here's the other thing, and this is gonna piss me off. And I'm pretty sure it's going to piss a lot of other people off, too. The fact that they're also going to offer retro gaming options. Douchebag! Stay out of my lane, bitches. Stay out of my lane. That's my lane. That's our lane. The collectors. (laughs) We are the collectors. You're going to end up doing the retro game scene in store, and you're going to jack the shit up of the prices, which is going to fuck the market up. We're finally getting that shit down with the release of all of these classic consoles. Mm-hmm. Frig off. Get out. Stay in your own lane. Now, GameStop does already have an online retail setup for retro gaming, but not really anybody goes there. And the prices aren't too terribly bad. I've checked it out before. I don't think I actually bought anything from their retro game store, honestly. I usually shop at jjgames.com if I'm going to shop online or I'll go locally. There's a shop up in Redmond, Washington. I forgot the name of it, but it's up the street from where I work and I've been there before. Although I kind of won't go there again because the owner was kind of a douchebag to me. (laughs) Douchebag! I'm going to be hitting that button a lot tonight just so you guys know. Sorry if I'm playing it out. But... I went in there to try to sell an SNES with a whole bunch of games, some pretty high title games, especially one rare game that you you really don't see. They made a, you know, I'm sure you know, John, they made, uh, a, you know, about uh, the Super Mario All-Stars game for the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. Did you know that they made a Super Mario All-Stars game that included Super Mario World? No. They did. I have the cartridge. Nice. And it's kind of like they didn't, didn't. want to buy. They want he wanted to offer me like twenty bucks for everything. Fuck. You know what I ended up selling that console for without huh. that cartridge? About a hundred dollars. Nice on the private market. Yeah, I've, it's it's like I've always only ever seen as far as an NES cartridge. It's almost always just Super Mario and Duck Hunt. Yep, <laughs> I have one that's just Super Mario. Yeah, so do I, and it's like really bad. I bought it online, but. Mine's it plays sometimes, but the pins on it are really, really damaged. I want to, I, I want to try to see if I can resolder the pins on on it, but that's a, that's a tricky endeavor that could potentially kill the board. So, yeah, I'm not I at don't that think point they'll yet. Refurb that for you at Nintendo. <laughs> they won't refurb anything. Anyways, <laughs> and we'll get to that later. So yeah, that's what's going on. 
the just skimming the article here again gamestop had a rough few years financially third quarter losses of nearly half a billion dollars last november uh, they had a mobile setup called Spring Mobile. They sold that for a cool $700 million. I didn't even know they did mobile. That's yep. weird. Uh, their stock plummeted by 25%. Obviously, something needed to change. So they're working with a marketing company called RGA, R-GA, and it revolves around GameStop's long-held desire to reaffirm its place, reaffirm its place in the video game culture. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I don't know, reaffirm. I'm trying to think of a good title. Can I make that a title? I'll move on. Together, GameStop and RGA are developing and piloting new and streamlined physical store concepts and introducing new ways for gamers to try new titles before they buy them. Okay, so I'm okay with that. But at the same time, why do we not go to GameStop? One, they're expensive as hell. Yep. Two... They harass you to no end about their about pushing sales on you. And the guys, exactly. I'm not mad at the clerks for doing that because no, that's dude. their job. They have to do that or else they will get fired. Yep. I'm mad at GameStop for doing that. And that's pretty much all I got. So. Yep. Oh, that's, and three that's... and three. Whenever you go there, their demo systems usually don't work anyways. Yeah, the ones at the Commons uh, GameStop in the mall are almost always working here. Oh, the ones anywhere is in Tacoma or Puyallup are not. <laughs> uh, suck. Uh, it's going to be mean, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm Sorry. Not... I, I'm actually surprised ours work. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. Number three. Number three. Sony is bringing loot boxes to San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> Oh, God. Douchebag! You know, it's no different than, like, the loot crates and things I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, like that. Yeah, I I get that. But at the same time, like, what are they... (sighs) They didn't go to E3, but they're going to San Diego Comic-Con? Because nobody Mm -hmm. else is going to be there? Pretty much. That's not their jive? This is Sony's jive, I guess? I don't know. Blind box collectibles are all the rage, of course, as we know. John has dabbled in quite a many of them. Mm-hmm. I have dabbled myself in Loot Crate a couple times. I did it for three months, and then I just gave up on it. But Sony isn't even giving people a hint of what they might get uh, in the boxes that they're going to offer at Comic-Con. If they, I'm pretty sure they're still offering them. Now, how this works, from my understanding, is the boxes are $60. They hold five limited edition PlayStation items. The boxes in value are at least 90 bucks. So it could be T-shirts, keychains, plush toys, not a freaking clue. Each Probably day of the show is going each day of the show is going to introduce a new colored box. Uh-huh. So that's how they're going to get you. You have a chance to collect a total of 25 limited edition items. There's only going to be 500 or less of said items manufactured, so good luck. So you probably get like a maybe a Funko Pop or something of that sort, maybe a, a smaller statue if it was really well done. I could see keychains, maybe a T-shirt. Making it'd be no different than signing up for like a Lootbox XL or DX. Do you think all of that will add up to? Oh, let's say. Ninety dollars, yeah. Especially if they throw in a game code. 
Hmm. Oh yeah, there you go. That that could definitely that would be it. I mean that that was how um, uh, Geek Fuel did it. They they would throw in a Steam game with every single box. Really? Yeah. Probably they, a low end Steam game, right? Like, no, nothing, like really big. No, not at all. I've I, I've got a bunch of games. They're a lot of the time they're more indie, but they've all been really good games. I've got hundreds of them from various sources, but also Humble Bundle and whatnot. But a, a lot of them came from those boxes. Cool. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, moving on to moving on. number two. Number two. So, PUBG released a new trailer for Season 4. And okay. it's not really your typical trailer that they would usually release. They would be like, here's Season 3. We're going to have all these weapons. Here's this map layout. This is what we're changing. Done. No. PUBG actually gives us a backstory behind the Battle Royale. Now, I've seen the trailer twice. It is really interesting. So the trailer, I'm going to explain it to you because I really don't want to bring it up, starts off with a war-torn battlefield, and there's a child running around trying to escape everything. This kid, I shit you not, looks exactly like the child from the Polar Express, the main protagonist child. Ha. Huh. Go watch that trailer after the show, John, and tell me if I'm not right. <laughs> I'm serious. It is quite a coincidence. I like. I sat there the whole time watching the trailer. That's why I had to watch it a second time thinking, so that's what happened to the Polar Express kid. <laughs> after Santa Claus gave him the bell, he ended up in a war-torn battle royale <laughs> of <laughs> hell. Anyways, so... The place where he's living is getting bombed to hell, and it's a whole montage of him talking in an accent of sorts about how he survived, how it made him tough, how he had nobody to help him. And then the landscape slowly changes from the battle to the island where the battle royale takes place, and he's sitting behind a big, huge desk with hundreds and hundreds of monitors watching people kill themselves and explaining that the purpose of PUBG and the Battle Royale is to get people to believe in themselves more. Huh. Yeah, or something to I, that I will effect. Have to go, I, I will definitely have to go watch that. But yeah, Season 4 is coming on July 24th for the PC. I'm sure it's going to be included on other consoles. I just don't have dates on that yet, so check it out. What is the... It, did you see what it did to the notes on caption in bed? On, yeah, off, yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's something with the with the embedded uh, uh, cardialize and the freedom controller in it reading HTML. So, number one, number one. So a plane full of people on their way to San Diego got a free switch. Lucky bastards. A plane full of lucky passengers on a Southwest Airlines flight got more than your typical bag of pretzels or peanuts on their trip to San Diego. They received a free Nintendo Switch system and a copy of the recently released Super Mario Maker 2. Nice. But but they'll just delete your map for no reason. We're getting to that later. No spoilers. No well, that's spoilers. as far as I'm going to say. It's a teaser. No! You're bastards! So, 
this isn't the first time Nintendo's done a cross-promotion with Southwest. The airline also gave away Wii U consoles and the original Super Mario Maker uh, added a special airline-inspired course completely with a special costume to unlock. I don't remember when that was. I have to look at that. Anyways, the promotion was, of course, well-timed. Nintendo just made a flurry of a whole bunch of announcements regarding upcoming hardware and software changes, a revised Nintendo Switch, Luigi's Mansion 3, new Joy-Con colors, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. So that takes care of our um, our top four, top five. Top five of four. <laughs> top five of four. So, again, just reminding y'all, we work on a value-for-value value model here. Noobshelter.com, donate. Throw us a bone if you can. Pretty pleased with sugar on top. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Or you can also donate other forms such as show artwork, promotional materials, voiceovers, music, sound clips, show notes, archiving, and effects. We love them all, so consider helping us out. Send us all of your artwork and the like to show at noobshelter.com. We'll give you a credit on the show, of course, and post your artwork on our website. Please also include, of course, your intent for allowing fair use of said materials. Again, that email show at noobshelter.com. And if you just want to chip in a buck or two, noobshelter.com slash donate. If you get any value out of this show, if something piques your interest that we talked about, feel free to just pitch in and give us a hand. That'd be great. So. Yay! Yay! So Comic-Con... Comic-Con. If you guys read the new the newsletter that I posted on the noobshelter.com website, which I will be doing more and more frequently as I can, and posted a link on the Facebook page, you would see that we talked we mentioned that Comic-Con is right around the corner. I had some Dad, cute little if you if you say right around the corner for Comic-Con right now, you're just going to smack straight into the <laughs> I meant it to is say, happening as we speak. Comic-Con is here and we got uh, one trailer that I am really, really excited about, and I'm going to play the audio for you right now. All right, you mother- John, you can hear this, right? Yep. Oh, no, you in there. Come out right now. Stop the motherfucking plan. He said plants, not pants. Son of a bitch doesn't have a dick. He's got a fucking dick. He just got a tucked in. Identify yourselves, motherfuckers! I'm Jay, and this is my head with life made Silent Bob! <laughs> Don't tell me you guys yeah. have no idea. Whoa! Whoa! Back the fuck up! Who's huh? helping this? Saban fucking films? The guys what? behind Power Rangers? Are, are 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 working with Kevin Smith on making this shit? <laughs> wow. Don't tell me you guys have no idea there's a new comic book movie being made of the old comic book movie you two are the basis for. That old ass star-studded piece of shit, that movie sucked balls. Suck asshole too. Your honor, I object. I'll allow it. That movie did suck balls and asshole. We got three days to get to Hollywood and stop this reboot from ever happening. Boys, I had a baby. Jay, brace yourself. You're about to meet our love child. I think I'm gonna need to see a blood test. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the trailer yet? No. Okay, you gotta see the trailer to understand that remark. Falcon, can you take us to Hollywood with you? 
Fuck no, man. It's a tough-ass neighborhood. Either you take us to Hollywood, or I stab you both to death on my own front fucking lawn. And on that note, we cue the music. Fuck! I'm glad you guys are smoking back there. I was driving someone about a week ago, and he took a uh, big shit. You have no idea how hard it is to get the smell out of pleather. Ah. Yo, Methods, let's do this. I just found out I have a kid, but I don't know how to be a father. Anybody with cum can be a father. Method Man and Red Man can make Hilarious. you a dad. How you gonna talk about love and you flinging cum all over the place? That shit's unseemly, bro. God. What do you guys think about this reboot? It sucks. There, I said it. And who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith? Smells like this reboot <laughs> went up in smoke. <laughs> Wow. Okay. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. I apologize. I forgot how vulgar that trailer is. It's a red band trailer. Uh, Method Man and Red Man talking about coming over the place. <laughs> I'm Batman too. Uh. <laughs> anyway, I mean, so... that was Kevin Smith's official trailer. So, yeah. so it's going to be a star studded event. Just, uh, just so you know everyone's going to be there. So as far as we know, obviously Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith are going to be in there. Rosario Dawson, who played the girl, uh, Dante's love interest in Clerks 2, the one that he had the affair with, is going to be in the movie. Shannon Elizabeth, of course, is going to be there. Craig Robinson. There's going to be, it's going to be a whole big, huge thing. Pretty sure Ben Affleck is in the movie as well, too, according to Twitter. Nice. Yes. And who was the other guy? I got a whole list here of people. I don't remember what that guy's name is for the life of me. Damn it. Jay and Silent Bob reboot cast. What is that guy's name? Uh, Jason Lee. So apparently, I guess, from my understanding, Jason Lee quit Scientology, which is good. Oh, wait. I thought you couldn't quit that. If you're a Hollywood star, you can quit. Oh, interesting. So Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter, is going to be in the movie. Brian O'Halloran is going to be in the movie. He's the guy that plays Dante Hicks in Clerks and Clerks 2. Oh, Dante. Nice. Yeah, so I hope he's going to reprise his role. James Vanderbeek, of course, is coming back. Justin Long's going to be in the movie. Jason hmm. Biggs. Joey Lauren Adams is going to be in the movie. She played. She she was the main love interest for uh, Holden in um, Chasing Amy. Oh. I wonder if they're bringing all of it together. That would be awesome. Well, obviously, Finally Jason, just concluding the entire... Well, obviously, Jason Lee's reprising his role as Brody. Mm-hmm. So that, that scene was definitely in the trailer. That's happening. Nice. So, 
But yeah, check it out. It's going to be... Check out the trailer if you haven't. It's going to be awesome. Wait, Jay and Silent Bob were in yoga hosers? Uh, I don't... No, I don't know if they were in yoga hosers. I haven't seen it, yoga hosers yet. I know they were in Tusk, and I thought one of them or all of them got killed in Tusk. The uh, looks like uh, IndieWire. The article. There's a little blurb in there. It, apparently, they appeared briefly in yoga hosers. So well, he I'll have made, to look at yoga hosers. But I find it he really made a guest appearance in his daughter's movie. Interesting that Saban Saban Films is doing this, right? They're not. I guess they're trying to get bigger and extend their reach out. You know, they're just known for Power Rangers. They realized everyone kind of grew up, and it's okay to be more. I have to do some research because I'm pretty sure I thought Saban Films as a whole got bought up by Hasbro, or was it just the Power Rangers IP that got bought up by Hasbro? I believe it was most of the IPs, but they kept the name because they ah. Savan I've seen pop up on something else too. I just can't remember for the life of me what it is. They're trying to become a player. Yep. Like, want we want to grow back. up. We want to grow up. We don't want to do Power Rangers anymore. We want to do real movies. Unless they do the the dark Power Rangers, like the one that went up and then got taken down in like four hours. They're not going to do that, and you can no. still find that. So I know you can. Another note coming out. Uh, that came out of Comic-Con. New Line is working on a Space Invaders movie. Because all the other arcade vi- movies have done so well. Right? <laughs> have we all seen Pixels? I thought the movie wasn't bad. but I was yeah. thinking like the Battleship movie and some of those other ones that are just like... Uh... How are you going to make a movie off of this arcade game or this board game? There is no information other than New Line is working on a Space Invaders movie. No trailer has been dropped. No plot has been dropped because Space Invaders really doesn't have much of a plot other than you're shooting aliens. That's pretty much it. That was back in the day before games had a story. So, but speaking of games that have a story, one of the biggest games that definitely has a story, their trailer got dropped today for Netflix's The Witcher. I've seen bits and pieces of this. I still need to look at it. But Henry Cavill, who's playing uh, Dralt or Gralt, I'm not sure you pronounce that. Is it Gralt or Dralt? Uh, hmm. I have not played the games as much as I should. Geralt. I'm just going to call him Geralt. Okay. And people can kill me, show at noobshelter.com. <laughs> you can get all mad at me. So Henry Cavill is playing Droalt of Rivia, or Ravia. Sorry, I've not played the Witcher games. I apologize. And all his monster-killing glory. And he looks badass. He looks just like the Droalt that I've seen on the cover art for The Witcher. This movie, this TV show has a lot of hype. I don't know. Is this going to be a movie or a TV show? They might do it like a miniseries. Yeah. But, yeah, it's got a lot of hype, and the trailer dropped, so you guys should check that out. And then last but not least, coming out of Comic-Con, I'm sure there's going to be more, and we'll talk about it all next week. It looks like the Maverick is back. Are you sure we can talk about this, or is the pattern full? 30-plus years of service. Is what full? The pattern. What pattern? (sighs) No flybys then.
I don't. I never watched the original Top Gun. Oh, okay. Citation. (laughs) If you're trying to make a a, a reference. Forty years. Yet you can't get a promotion. You won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain. What is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. I have it queued up, so if they don't play it, I'm playing it. Is headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. And I gotta play it. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'll play the goddamn thing. talk over this because I don't want to get a DMCA takedown notice or some shit. <laughs> because they couldn't play this song in the trailer! Alright, that's enough. Yeah, we're good. There we go. I think that was even less than 30 seconds anyways. They couldn't play that goddamn thing in the trailer. That's stupid. Whatever, I don't care. They probably would have had to license it, like... It's Kenny, he wrote the song for the soundtrack! I I realize that, but they still gotta pay the royalties if they did that. So, let's move on to Nintendo. Aha, the Uh, hinted story. Go! No, not yet! We're getting there. That's under a different section. Oh, it is, I see. We got two Nintendo stories, but we're gonna do one first about the issues that people have been having with their Joy-Cons. Oh, God. The, so, yeah. okay. When I first, when the Switch first came out, I heard about issues with the Joy-Con, namely being, oh, uh, them having sync issues linking up to the Switch. If you go back too far, I believe it was the right Joy-Con would have an issue syncing with the Switch console. They mm-hmm. People had uh, hardware mods to fix that. But Nintendo apparently fixed it because I haven't had that problem with my Switch at all. 
and I haven't had this problem yet, but maybe I haven't been playing enough. So there's this thing called Joy-Con drift. Now, John, have you ever er owned an N64? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever accidentally held down on the analog stick? Yep. When the console's booting up and then everything would just cursor over to the right or the left, wherever. (laughs) That's what Joy-Con drift is, except it happens very subtly. It's very slow. And it you'll notice it. And then in order to stop it, you have to move, hold the Joy-Con stick in the center. So people are, the jury's still out as to what's causing the Joy-Con drift. There are uh, some theories out there. Some ascribe it to dust finding its way below the thumbstick, while others just lay the, ba- lay the blame on the hardware itself, noticing that the sensors connected to the joystick movement have a tendency to flake away with repeated use. In any case, it is common for players using Joy-Cons to find that their stick slowly drifts in unwanted directions. Uh, one of the games that it does it on that is very, very bad not to, that it shouldn't be doing on is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. That's just that's just a couple of options on how the drift happens. There are a handful of ways people fo- folks have found to fix it. The first is simple clean out the area beneath the joystick. Many have found success using things like compressed air, cotton swabs, alcohol, WD-40, electrical contact cleaner spray to remove the small intrusive particles that may be causing the drift. But this is also only a stopgap measure that needs to be fixed. So... People have been calling Nintendo and then, or have been trying to get a hold of Nintendo, and there's nothing that Nintendo has been doing about this yet. Nintendo hasn't made any reference to it. They haven't mentioned if there's going to be a fix. I know Nintendo's releasing new hardware at some point, so we don't know what Nintendo is apparently going to do. Right oh. now, other than those fixes that I mentioned, the only other option at this moment is to pay $80 retail price for a brand new set of joy cons. So yeah. What are you doing? Nintendo? This is similar to an issue that I saw online back in 2018. I was watching some YouTube videos on this and it just popped in my head that this is similar back in 2018. Apple released the, uh, the iMac pro. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had an issue where, okay, so the iMac Pro came with a stand. It's not the one that does, you have to buy the stand separately. We're not at, this is back in 2018. It came with the stand. And you could also remove the stand, removing like several screws and put in a vase mount, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Well, when you put in the vase mount and you mount it, if you want to take the vase mount off, that's where you run into the trouble because when you're unscrewing the screws, the screws break, leaving the vase amount attached to the Mac. So you can't hook your stand back in. So one YouTuber that I was watching was demonstrating that he was unscrewing the vase amount screws and they would just break. He wasn't putting any pressure on them or anything like that. They would just crack. So he went to the Apple store and they had no idea what to do. They eventually resolved the issue and they gave him back his Mac with a bunch of scratches on the back, some drill holes. God only knows what happened to the interior and the act, the original stand all beat and drilled to crap and cut. Wow. This is kind of what we're dealing with here where like Nintendo's got this new thing out. They've had a year to figure out support. And now this is happening and they don't know what to do. Come on. Come on, Nintendo. What are you doing? 
I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't just if you called the repair line I that they wouldn't do some sort of replacement option. So as far as I know, this is this is people have been trying to contact Nintendo and it's just falling on death ears at this time. Huh. Yeah. Things have changed since I worked there. I'm sure I will I will keep looking into this story and see if anything's popping up. So going on to the idiocracy of our planet Earth. So I'm sure everybody out there has heard. If you haven't, I don't blame you because this one kind of flew under the radar for me. There's a petition going out and 400,000 people have signed it. They want to raid Area 51. (laughs) You bastards! I don't have a, like, an idiot freaking sound effect loaded. (laughs) I'm sure I got something for this occasion, but it's not on the gate thing. So... 4,000 people have pledged on a Facebook event named Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us, that they are all going to meet up in September over at Roswell, where Area 51 is, and just, oh, not Roswell, it's somewhere in Nevada. I think, that's not, that's New Mexico, it's located in Nevada, I apologize. Yep. So they're going to go to the Area 51 compound in Nevada, and they're going to storm it. How are they going to storm it? They said, if we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. Deuce right. Bag. Uh. <laughs> I'm Batman too. Uh. <laughs> That's about as close to that as I can get. <laughs> but it pretty much gets to point across. So, yeah. Anyways, so here's what you're going to face if you try. <laughs> if you try to invade Area 51. So, interest in Area 51 has been bolstered recently by New York Times articles reporting sightings of fighter pilots in 20, 2004 and 2015. The government has also reportedly is also reportedly sitting on metallic alloys and UF scrap. UFO scrap allegedly recovered from unidentified aerial phenomenon. So you're actually willing to participate in the raid. The trip is going to be difficult and the conditions not ideal. I mean, it's in the freaking desert. Yep. For the first for the first part. Second of all, you're raiding a federal a, a United States army installation. Okay? You will get shot possibly. You will be arrested, and you will be sent to federal prison. I, I don't think they'll they'll do the arresting part because I, if I remember right, there are signs up everywhere that says you will be shot if you cross this line, sort of deal. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to shoot Americans, but if you get too close, they're probably going to shoot you. So, it would probably be a good idea if you guys didn't do that. So Budweiser, because <laughs> this is related, apparently is one upping it. And in order to prevent people from raiding, they're offering free Bud Light beer to any aliens that make it out of Area 51. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> That's funny. Their tweets. We'd like to be the first brand to formally announce that we will not be sponsoring the Area 51 raid. And then they backtracked on the alienating claim saying, eh, screw it. Free Bud Light to any alien that makes it out. 
Well, that's aliens making it out. I don't think they would want anybody going in there and getting shot and or arrested or both. Arrested exactly. and then shot or then shot and then arrested. Shot you know. then arrested. So. It's a flesh wound. Let's talk about the Amazon Prime Day sale that <laughs> happened. And the biggest goof in all of retail history. So Amazon Prime Day came and went. I hope you all got good deals. If you're like me, you're kicking yourself in the pants for not checking out SlickDeals.com for this one. Yeah. So Amazon apparently had a whole bunch of camera bundles, cameras and bundles, that were being sold for $94.50. Or ninety four dollars in something sense, like ninety four fifty or ninety four forty eight. Here's the catch: some of those bundles were worth over five thousand dollars. Uh huh. As far as we know, it was a technical glitch on Amazon's end. But good guy Amazon, they're holding true. They're like, okay, well, we got goofed on this one. You guys still get your cameras. They have not recalled any of the orders that they have shipped. Everybody who's gotten their camera has gotten them. Everybody who's expected to get a camera is still expecting to get them. Wow. Yeah. So Amazon just literally pissed away like thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, hundreds yeah, of thousands of dollars. The um the one guy that got that thirteen thousand dollar lens for ninety four dollars. I saw that fifty basically. He was saying that I got a $13,000 lens for $94. Other members write regarding their Canon EF 800 millimeter F 5.6 LIS order. LOL, waiting for the cancellation, but that's like 99.3% off. <laughs> right. And they didn't cancel any of them. No. They did it. They just let them go. Uh, photographer Cody McGee managed hit. to buy the 1299 Fujifilm. X100F for 94 bucks. Uh, a Slick Deals member named Steve ordered the $2,000 Canon EOS R for 94 bucks. Now, had I known about this and I had the money, I would have stocked up on them, brought them back to Seattle, and resold them after the deal, the sale went off. Totally. On the other hand, my roommate, Megan, and her, her beau, Brad, would have bought the camera and actually used it. I would have bought yeah. myself a camera and used it. I mean, two thousand dollar camera for ninety four bucks. Yeah, so, I can take some good photos of peppers with that. Yeah. So let me link that one down. So you had some information you wanted to talk about, right? On on Lyra. I think with some of the with the backpedaling, apparently from that popped up yesterday they're they're changing their views and everything on this whole cryptocurrency they were talking about right um i say we table this one i'm gonna do some further research with the the breaking stuff and yeah we'll talk next show especially because we're hitting 10 i know they uh (laughs) i know they did uh uh we'll talk about it at the show but i know they had (laughs) they had a a senate hearing about it Uh uh-huh so i want to get i want to get uh clips from that totally yeah we're gonna have fun with that one I want to talk about deep platforming for a second. If you guys don't know what deep platforming is, let's say we talked shit about Anchor.fm and they decided, or we were racist or inconsiderate, and Anchor.fm decided to kick us off. 
Well, first of all, we won't be racist or degrading because we're not like that. Okay. We are, we, we just speak our minds. We speak our opinions and we like anchor.fm. I'm not promoting them. They're not a sponsor or anything. I mean, they do host us for free. So it'd be nice to say, Hey, you know, these guys are pretty good, but, but, but here's, here's our ethos here on the noob shelter. Real analysts based on, real analysis based on research, unbiased criticism and uncensored opinions, no paywalls, no advertisements, no bowing down to the man or kissing of ass. These are the grounds we are founded on and hold true till our dying breaths or the show gets shut down. That is our mission statement here. Whether John or Mike can agree with it, I don't care. That's what I founded the show on. That's what I stick by. So we'll piss you off because we don't like EA or we don't like G2A or we don't like FIFA. Oh, you're really going to hate me at the end of the show mix. If you like or, FIFA. or Phil fish or Phil fish. We're going to talk <laughs> shit about a lot of people. We're going to, we're probably going to talk smack about Donald, Donald Trump once in a blue moon. We're probably going to talk smack about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and all the other assholes up on Capitol Hill in Washington, DC, Republican, Democrat, independent, libertarian, socialist, doesn't matter. We hate them all equally because they're all bozos. If you stupid, we call you out. Exactly. And that includes us. Exactly. If we're stupid, we call you out. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Like like me losing all the sound effects before the show. Woohoo! Technical malfunction that you didn't know about until now. Ha ha! Wait, is that the first time we've used that tonight? Yep. Wow, we made it to ten o'clock without a single issue. Anyway, so deep platforming, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. If we were pro, we're not white supremacists, but look at Alex Jones. He got deep platformed off of Twitter, YouTube, (laughs) Facebook. There you go. But that guy's a douchebag anyway. So anyways, deep platforming is is a thing. And it looks like Nintendo is kind of doing that to popular Super Mario Maker 2 levels for no reason. So Mario Maker 2 released. A lot of creators used their knowledge of the first game or even years of Super Mario ROM hacking to jump right in and create tough levels of the game. Frequently known as Kaizo levels or super difficult levels derived from an early Super Mario World ROM hack through literally just meaning restructured. One of the most famous players and creators of said games is Grand Pooh Bear, a play on the title of Grand Pooba and Winnie the Pooh. Whatever. He's a popular Twitch streamer and often runs games uh, events like Games Done Quick. Grand Pooh Bear got big in the Super Mario Maker 2 since its relief and uploaded community's best-known Kaizo levels until it was deleted on July 17th. Kaizo levels, in this case, one titled Pile of Pooh Kai Zero G, Oh, I think I know why it got deleted. <laughs> Tend to rely heavily on dizzying degrees of execution, exploiting the game's mechanics, blah, blah, blah. He claims that he had spoken to Nintendo customer service representatives that insist the problem is not the word who insist the problem is not the word poo. That would have been my first guess. Yep. Grand Pooh Bear explains that Nintendo themselves use the word for names such as in any SNES title. One of the protagonists and yep. Earthbound is named Pooh, but you can rename that character. And points to previous levels that have the word in it with no problem. Not the first time the Grand Pooh Bear had run into this problem. 
Nintendo deleted his entire suite of levels in the original Mario Maker on Wii U. Once a level has been deleted by Nintendo, it's flagged and cannot be re-uploaded. Grand Pooh Bear had to tug at strings at Nintendo for some time before they eventually admitted they had no idea why the levels were deleted and allowed them to re-upload them. While Nintendo, of course, seems a lot more stern with this deletion, it also reinforces the feeling among Mario Maker 2 community that the Japanese publisher could upend the entire game on a whim. The lack of explanation for the deletion of the popular course, which is certainly not the first popular course to be deleted even a few weeks into the game's life, is not especially surprising given Nintendo's trademark silence, but makes people feel uneasy about uploading levels to the servers at all. And I don't blame them. Nope. There's no telling why or when Nintendo might delete your course, or whether it's even decided by a human or triggered by some damn AI. It's probably looking at completions. And if it, the completion rate is below a cert, like 1% or lower, it probably flags it for deletion. Then why the hell didn't one of the game levels I created get booted <laughs> back when Mario Maker came out? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Anyways, so another deplatforming. Kickstarter suspends campaign funds for a GTA-unlike M- online-like MMO. This is more of a defunding than it is a deplatforming. Kickstarter suspended the crowdfunding campaign for an extremely ambitious GTA clone role-playing game called Raw, which hit its funding goal two weeks ago. The problem was that the developers were asking for 79000 only. Our rules and, reg- and guidelines, as a Kickstarter representative says, ask the creator to seek the amount of money needed to bring a project completion and fulfill all rewards. This creator stated in an update that they would need to raise additional funds outside of Kickstarter to complete the game. We require projects to be honest and clearly presented, and this project failed to meet that standard. So that's why they got kicked off, because they couldn't keep their mouths shut. If they just said, okay, thank you for the money, cashed out and ran away, then they could have just privately. A lot of companies do that. Let's look, for example, what is that one game that we were? Oh, Shinmu Three. Yeah. Who they had a Kickstarter campaign. They went through it. Kickstarter didn't take any of their crap down, but then they went right around and teamed up with Epic. Now Epic is issuing the refunds and is funding the remainder of Shinmu Three's development. Where's their takedown? Where's Kickstarter or Indiegogo or any of those guys asking for their money back. I mean, the the backers are, of course, because of the exclusivity deal that they have with Epic. Come on. Yep. This is something that we really need to be careful. We're living in a time now where we have to walk on pins and needles because it's just so freaking horrible. Anyways, I don't have my gong, but we're going to do some quick shots. Gong. Gong. Oh, I wonder if I can actually, maybe I can do this instead. We'll, we'll treat you all tonight for, for a bit here. Quick shots! We'll use the hawk. Yeah. So, Pokemon Go collaboration with One Piece is coming. And what is that going to get you? A straw hat Pikachu! Yeah, straw hats. Pokemon Go players can earn a special straw hat starting on July 22nd. The Go festivities this month will continue past Community Day, which is starting on July 22nd with a special One Piece crossover event. The event coincides with Go's three-year anniversary and One Piece's 22nd anniversary. 
From July 22nd at 12 p.m. local time through July 29th, Straw Hat Pikachu will appear in the game worldwide. It's the same hat Luffy wears in One Piece. There you go. So if you are a One Piece fan and a Pokemon Go fan, that one's for you. Uh, quick shots. This one came in from Mike earlier today because he's not here, so he wanted to contribute something. So thank you, Mike. Thank you, Fade the Black, for contributing in. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. After nine years, Minecraft players have finished recreating the finished the recreation of Middle Earth in game. John, you're probably wetting your pants over this one. I remember checking this out when it was still I only remember, a few years in. I remember a couple of years ago of this thing, uh, of this being a thing, and I was like, oh, cool. It's uh, hope just can, been going. I just want to download it and just explore. Now that it's done, you can, I think. I hope so. Minecraft Middle Earth is one of the most dedicated groups of Minecraft builders out there, and after nearly a decade of hard work, it seems their efforts have more than paid off. The team have officially completed their take on the fictional world of Middle Earth, painstakingly recreating everything from Bilbo's Hobbit Hole to Mount Doom. So, yeah. Now, I tried undertaking something similar. I wanted to recreate all of Earthbound in Minecraft. Then I realized how long it would take, and I said, fuck that. <laughs> Quick shots! <laughs> have you seen Ready Player One, John? Yeah, I read the book. And have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie, but I... You need to I... see the movie. It's, not, it's pretty darn good. Okay. I'm not going to spoil it. It's good. Especially the ending. The ending's a little different. Okay. But the payoff is still there. If you okay, know what cool. I'm talking about. Excellent. Okay. Um, so in Ready Player One, you had haptic suits, smart gloves, haptic gloves, your visor and all that stuff. Well, the smart gloves are coming. Uh, the Feelies uh, the A new high-tech glove helps make virtual reality more tangible. The glove not only turns your hand into a sort of controller for VR experiences, but also provides tactile feedback to trick your brain into thinking you're actually grabbing whatever it is that you're grabbing in VR. Neat. It's still in testing. No information on when it's going to be released or if it's going to be released, but it's down the pipeline. We're getting there. How are they? Oh. What? Okay, so it's an action. Wow, they're how, you can't have a pneumatic actuator, obviously. I'm just trying no. to figure out how they would. Yeah, I know. Sending I have to out look an electrical signal that causes the soft material to contract yeah. whenever someone touches. That's that that's that's logical. I I I I know you can't have pneumatics. That that was always my thing. Thinking about haptics and and feedback and getting yeah, information back. like a whole glove like, is. Well, tough. I know, like if you send an electric charge through your muscles, your muscles seize up. Why can't you do that with a glove, like? have the little sensors inside seize up when, you know, you do something, have it send a signal back. I've always thought about that, but I'm glad that's actually what they're doing. Yeah. It's like, um, it must be some sort of electrically stimulated. Um, what's that stuff called when you, you can hit it and it's hard and then it's a liquid, uh, right. non-Newtonian. Yes. Ooblek. Yes. Yeah, Ooblek. yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. And then lastly, last quick shot of the night. Rick and Morty season four, November, Morty. 2019. November. Mark your calendars. It's coming. I'm done. That's it. 
That's it. That's all we got. We're done. Ten we're out of here. Long. No big deal. Broadcasting live from deep underneath Tacoma, Washington, in the new shelter bunker. I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Matt Fugitive. Rythone here as well. Up in Fatorales Way. Overlooking the little people. And Fade to Black. Having a birthday party somewhere. Who knows Happy where. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, Mike. You're awesome. We will see you all next week. Friday, 9 p.m. Same bat time. Same bat channel. This is the Noob Shelter signing off for tonight. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. And the show mix coming up. FIFA 8, this game's taking years off my life. FIFA 8, this game's taking years off my life. I want to punch an infant in the mouth. FIFA 8, FIFA 8 makes you want to kill yourself. yourself FIFA 8 makes you want to kill yourself I want to punch an infant in the mouth I love FIFA the world can be one together cosmos without hatred stars like Diamonds in your eyes The ground can be space, 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 space With feet marching towards a peaceful sky All the moon men want things their way But we make sure they see the sun Goodbye, moon man. You say goodbye, moon man. Goodbye, moon man. Goodbye, moon man. Oh, goodbye.
Cosmos mouse without hatred. Diamond stars of cosmic light. Quasars shine through endless night. And everything is one in the beauty. And now we say goodbye, Moon Man. You say goodbye, Moon Man. Goodbye, Moon Man. Goodbye, Moon Man. Oh, goodbye. Shut the f up about Moon Men! I'm not a cow, I'm a pickle.